Hello and welcome to another episode of the Polytechnicast. I am Rob Stenzinger, and this is a place where I record stuff, often solo, about creative projects I work on, topics surrounding them. You know, this is like a behind-the-scenes show. It's, uh, you know, a bit of reflection, analysis, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, certainly, you know, journaling and, and, you know, selfishly, mostly me. Once in a while, I have guests, and that's fun, too. But um, that's been a while. Um, you know, a couple months ago, on this very podcast, I shared that, oh, I think by around the end of January, I'm going to have... Um, this video game I'm working on, Word Turtle Island. It'll be, maybe it'll be in first access, is what I was thinking at the time. And I was wrong. <laughs> I was totally wrong. Absolutely, way over optimistic. And, you know, I wanted to do a little bit of journaling about, well, well why is that? And if you're, if you're into making software, you might find this episode interesting. If you're into, well, just enjoying video games or making video games, you might find it interesting. And, um, and if you're just you know, curious about what I'm up to and how I like to think about that stuff, uh, well, that's, that's awesome too. So I took a few notes, but this is big as a topic. I will not cover it all. And I, this is a kind of thing where whole books can be written about, um, the process of, of building software. Honestly, solo is a big topic, but of course, many of the books uh, you'll find are about, well, working in large teams and corporate environments and stuff, which has commonality, some common ground for the nature of the kind of work and the things you experience and face. But um, in those situations, you know, you've, you've got more people which bring more capabilities and stuff, but also you have more people, which brings, well, more need to um, like coordinate and um, somehow synchronize among, um, you know, so many perspectives and skills, points of view, needs and stuff, which is, it's doable, right? I mean, it's, people can get all kinds of big software projects done. I've done that quite a bit over the course of my, um, my working life. Um, but as tempting as it is to go into some of those <laughs> adventures and stories, uh, I'll save that for another time. And I'll try to stick to the whole situation of, okay, Word Turtle Island, I don't know when exactly I'm going to be in um, early access. That's my current goal. Um, early access will be, hey, this, this game is put together enough to really get the idea. It communicates on its own that, hey, it's about... Um, using words in a, um, in battle and in between battle to like, you know, make, make cool stuff happen, right. To, um, to save books, to save friends, um, and, and to, you know, learn about this, the, the story around Word Turtle Island and what is it and stuff. And, um, like, why are all the turtles missing except one? And how come, there's all these books of power that got taken and, and, and now you're helping um, bring them back into this home base that I'm calling the library right now. But why is all this happening? And then you go back to the library and it's like, wow, I can, I can upgrade my character and I can you know, do some cool stuff in here and whatnot. And it's an interesting in-between time between battles, right? Oh, and it provides new paths and new gates into 
um, new places to to use words to to win battles and to you know again rescue more of the creatures and the books all surrounding the space. Anyway, that's a really slow version of the pitch, but I'm describing it to to give you a feel too for that's what I'm building. That's what I've been building, and I'm building it solo. I'm making the art, the code, the like the design decisions, the the prose and all the writing, so the the narrative in there, um the music, the I mean everything. The it's it's me. And I love that. It's also a lot. And <laughs> it's also like every single aspect of that can have its own you know, effort to try to really grasp like the scope of what's left, right? What would it take to get this thing done? And, and then to, to then apply that sort of accounting and planning approach to the art, the sound and music and, um, you know, code, et cetera, and testing and, and, and packaging and marketing and deployment and all that stuff. Right. Um, things are going well with it. I feel good. I feel confident. I'm like, this is an interesting, fun game. I'm making a thing that I think is going to be really, you know, worth folks' time to, you know, if you like the idea of just getting into battles with a different thing, you're not just running around punching and, and, you know, um, chopping and, and shooting stuff. You're, um, like, words are full of this, the, like words are your weapons and stuff. That's, that's kind of fun. And there's little bits of playing with words and how fun and neat words are and all that. It's all mixed in there. And plus, if you like to type, that's one option. And if you don't like to type, you don't have to type to, to, um, to get into this game. You're still getting to play with words. So I feel good about all this stuff that's coming together. And I saw that the sort of getting out into battle was coming together pretty good. And then I thought, well, now I need to get to this, this in between the battles, the home base. And, you know, there's a, there's a bit to do there, but you know, the pieces I built for battle or, you know, I'm going to reuse a lot in, in the other space. And eh, this won't, this won't take me too long. Maybe it's another few weeks and I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Right. Um, well, I, that I wasn't, was I was like I said earlier, I was very over over optimistic because I missed one really big thing. And that I will come back to in a few minutes while I um, talk about the uh, you know some other things about like why games you know are often delayed, right? But um, the thing that I was um, missing had a lot to do. I discovered when I was building that the the sort of store where, you're in your home base and you're able to do that upgrading and you're spending like some of the currency you collect, which is bookmarks and stars and, and some other stuff. And when you do that trade, I, I, I came across like this big missing thing. <laughs> ah, and that's what I've been working on the last few weeks. But stepping back, Word Turtle Island, of course it's going to be tough to say exactly when it'll be ready because of the scope because it's one person be you know putting this stuff together that makes sense um and let's see i love being a generalist 
I also love working as a team. And um, so I'm, I'm looking at Word Turtle Island as a, as a sort of foundational project to start another, you know, step in my career to start funding little collaborations here and there. And that'll be neat. I, I look forward to that. Um, but this is my bridge to get to that point. I'm, I'm building this to help fund other things. And, um, and I want it to be a really, you know, worthy of attention kind of game. So it's, it's, uh, it's taken a bit. Um, and not like, and that's an excuse where, where it's easy to, to go into a whole perfectionist trap. And I think I've talked about that plenty on the Polytechnicast, where you keep sort of moving the finish line. But, um, you know, sometimes you don't know really where the finish line is and you don't even know what you need to do or where you need to be <laughs> and all that stuff, it's, which is really hard to, to be, um, you know, provide accurate measures and observations about progress, um, about finishing. You can do the progress. You can, you can really observe, I had this and then I did that and now I have this new thing and how you know, what changed in there. It's like there was a time when, you know, like when I was working on a prototype, but then I learned enough like, oh, there, this, there's something interesting here about the, the, how, you know, different words come up and how they can, you know, do, you can do battle with them and, and get, you know, and, and, um, defeat opponents and all this stuff. Um, like words can be your weapons that, okay, that works. And then I kept, you know, keep going, but like not knowing fully what the, the game needs to be. What I described a few minutes ago, that was, that was the product of you know, learning what this game needs to be, to be um, enough of a whole creation. Right. And I think a lot of, a lot of games are in that circumstance, like for it, for its team and for the, its genre and um, the skills available and the technologies, the platform, what you're building it with, where you're building it to go, you know, exist, all that stuff. Um, how familiar are you with it? Any of those pieces? How are you building off of something you've already built? Right? Like, are you telling us like for like one example would be, are you telling a new story in the chapter of a character that you've already developed? Um, and that means like you may have figured out what they look like, where they live, where they're from. You've done all kinds of things and that's, and you're building off of that, right? Or with, in the case of a game, like let's say a few, few of my different games, like um, let's say I could make um, a ukulele game out of the guitar fretter code base, right? Because it's a stringed instrument with, you know, multiple, um, you know, notes in sequence across a, you know, horizontal, lines, right? Which, you know, I've got that built. I could, you know, probably add ukuleles to guitar fretter or make an, a ukulele fretter, right? Um, building off of that, the finish line for that game would be far sooner than something like Word Turtle Island. Um, another piece of it would be, you know, the familiarity and, and, and the learning investment for a particular platform. And I have found learning Godot very reward, rewarding and um, um, useful, helpful, um, like 
a really good experience. Like I feel like I get rewarded for what I learn. Um, and, and there's gotta be, to me, that's, that's a signal of a very healthy culture for how that project is being managed because you can learn platforms as someone who makes things with technology that, that your learning really gets punished or you have to get attached to a really obtuse, challenging way to do very simple things and then have that change. And that, that can happen with a lot of um, really complex um, frameworks built on other things. Like, you know, to be transparent, I'm someone who very much loves like web, I love the web browser document object model. And that's a foundational underpinning thing that is very rewarding to then use, you know, JavaScript and the, the sea of, of standards that are able to be used in a web browser. But I'm, I, I don't love frameworks around that. Although um, sometimes they're pretty friendly and harmonious. I do like uh, p5.js. That's a very playful, fun set of um, set of um, components in a library to um, to code things in an approachable way. I love that. Um, I haven't used it in years, but I did really love jQuery. I thought that was a pretty wonderful, um, simplified enough, but not you know overly. Um, let's see. I felt it provided a more friendly way to access the, the document object model. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but like I have, um, you know, let's see, what, we're, what, what's the benefit of, of that kind of thinking? Um, my biases and all that stuff, I guess, with the, what it's like to use the, check, the technology I choose to use. And um, I'm saying Godot is, 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 um, is, very harmonious for, for my interests and approach to things. Um, I find it, it's, it's rigorous enough, but yet it's still playful. Um, I love GD script. I am not someone who loves um, using C sharp. I've I used C sharp for years in a corporate environment and um, was proficient at it at, at, at one point in time. Um, could be again, don't want to be. <laughs> uh, it's just not how I, I love the, the, um, the, like how good old GD script is a lot like Python, you know, just less verbose and all that stuff. And it's, um, um, like code reads more like prose and stuff like that. I, I, I absolutely love that and you don't have to, and that's fine. Or you can, and then we high five. That's great. Also. But um, let's see. So on and on, you know, like, but Godot, I needed to learn that. And as rewarding as it was, it still was a lot to learn. I'm finally at the point where I don't really need to go look up things all the time to try to do what I'm trying to do with the game. So that's also a good sign to me. Um, but, but, you know, here you, got, here you are with a, here I am with this, this project that in order to make it happen, I needed to invest in some, in growing a capability for myself to, to do it. And, um, you know, some companies are in that situation as well. When you're both growing a capability and trying to figure out how fast you can um, make use of that capability to build a thing, and you want to accurately measure when will you learn enough and and what will your 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 speed and proficiency be with it to do that? Ah, that's 
I mean, good luck. If you're good at predicting that, that's really cool. That's not my strength, though. So I look for the progress. The, 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 the positive signal, signals are like, what's it like to build this? And um, is it moving along in, in a direction where it feels like it's improving and coming together? It feels fun to use. It is able to be you know, changed. I can add new things into this environment and whatever, and it's all working, coming together. Things like, well, there was a time when there was no sound effects in there. And I was, then I added that. And then the, um, I mentioned the different modes of control, the, the styles of input. Um, like if this, this game works with touch, it works with a game controller, it works with keyboard and, and mouse. I mean, you can do a whole combination of things and it works. Um, and you know, so you see all this stuff coming together over time and I, in December, got far enough where I thought, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I think I see where I'll be able to land. But, um, And then, you know, it didn't go that way. Um, and and, and I, I'm like, I know I'm not alone I, I, in this. Um, and, I'm, and also I'm thankful I have more, of, more time available that I can allot to make this happen. So... I'm going to continue focusing on this project above other things, products and services for another month or two, probably three. And, um, and it doesn't take much to look around, to pop your head up, to, to see, you know, stories of other independent developers and how long it took them to develop things like, oh gosh, um, what's that cuphead? How long did it take to develop that game? Uh, I'm going to search for it right now. How long did it take to make? Uh, let's see. A video was posted in 2013. Uh, let the, let's see. The development game gradually over the course of five years until it was released in 2017. So, interesting. So that game, you know, five years. So far, Word Turtle Island is about a year and a few months. And even then... Um, Let's see, year and a few, year and yeah, year and a couple, month or two, something like that. Um, I'd have to, I could go back in my blog and and see when I posted about it publicly at first. And um, so the length of time, you know, it's reasonable for games to take to take a while. Um, and then you think, when someone's literally working on it solo, all the variables can have like a bigger um, sequential stacking effect, right? Where I can't get to the, that thing I was about to do because I need to do this thing, right? So I was about to do more um, game systems integration and polishing, but then I needed to actually build a fundamental game system <laughs> first, um, which again, I'll, I'll explain that in a second. Um, so there's, uh, I found a couple articles I'll put in the show notes. Uh, one of them is, Why Are So Many Video Games Delayed and Canceled? That title is really good, reads clear, but feels a little bit like SEO, because um, that's almost exactly what I typed in Google. Um, and, uh, you know, this big, big companies can have success, like um, uh, CD Projekt Red, 
had, you know, the, the Witcher games, but then they went to develop Cyberpunk 2077, which I haven't played. I've heard, you know, some good things overall about it. Um, but um, that took, let's see, roughly eight years. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the whole, the, the hype and the ebb and flow and the, you know, what's it like in the, the culture of, of people who care about a thing and all that public stuff, right? So, I don't know. This is why I don't I haven't gone, you know, too full force into you know a lot of public promises about Word Turtle Island until I get to that first access, early access threshold. Um, and you know, gosh, think about any game that you've wanted or anticipated. Think about. Um, you know how some just flat out get canceled. The um, that version of of Metroid that was going to be out on the Nintendo Switch, how hard that was for you know they they announced delays, but then eventually said no, we have to cancel it, and because it just wasn't going the direction they wanted to go. And um, that's a lot. You know, you think about all that goes into it, and to for that to be what you learned to to learn that. Um, this thing shouldn't go forward. Ouch. Um, and let's see. I mean, I'd be fine with that in the sort of playful prototype, you know, hours, couple days investment, but oof, after a year investment, that would super hurt. Um, and anyway, I mean, so I'll, I'll mention this other article too uh, I thought was interesting. It was um, by at Kotaku. The first article is, is at a, a, someone who I've never come across before, but it's, a, I guess, a research company called Verdict. Anyway, um, when I, whenever I think about linking to something, sometimes I end up on a, a little research, you know, offshoot path from my main task because I'm like, I don't want to link to companies that are... Um, doing harmful things on the internet and in the real world and all that stuff too. No, not that the internet is the real world. I guess the digital and versus physical world are both. Um, yeah. So anyway, there's that article that talks about, um, you know, I think the, you know, a couple of examples, but also the the interesting assumption that, hey, games are all delayed because of COVID and how that changed everything. And this has been true forever. Like, all kinds of, um, like, things that are um, bunches of people working on software. This goes beyond games even, but it's been a, a long-term thing with, you know, uh, I think games get a lot of attention for it because that there's like, there's a whole media cycle that that's like, okay, when can we expect that thing? And we need to drum up demand. So we'll talk about it about eight months before it's going to be in stores and all this stuff. Right. And, uh, that's a mechanism. That's a machine. It's a, it's a, you know, a whole industry talking about the industry and, um, but there's lots of things inside the doors of corporations for software that they build for all kinds of reasons, whether it's like, you know, running their, their point of sale or, or their website or whatever. Um, there's lots of ups and downs in all kinds of software development cycles that, uh, that 
often end up in the space of dealing with, well, delays. Because they learned something they didn't know, because they made something they didn't have, that the world changes once you have that, right? And it makes sense. But when you have a sort of a, I don't know, a budget, budgeting culture tied with predictable, repeatable command and control stuff, it like there's cultural tension all over the place in the teams, in the companies, in the leadership, and the and the uh, everywhere, and in the market when when you're talking about things that are talked about publicly. Um, so I guess in some ways it makes me feel better <laughs> when I think about that because I really wanted to get Word Turtle Island people's hands sooner than this, right? But I'm just one person. I I don't have to deal with now someone's threatening to cut my resources. Well, I kind of have, I kind of deal with that, but I don't, I'm not dealing with like giant reputational ups and downs and, and publicly traded, um, you know, investor theater and all this stuff. Right. Um, it's just me. I'm the, I'm the investor too. So, um, anyway, it's, uh, I like this quote from that, um, from the, uh, uh, verdict article. The, this is the sketchy release date started long before the coronavirus hurled the world into chaos. A clear cut reason for delays is simply that game development is a hard process full of obstacles and countless moving parts. Truer words. I don't know. Go. I'd, I'd have a hard time finding them. That's pretty, pretty solid. So, um, and then there's the Kotaku article is is also asking a, a similar question and how the in it, it points to examples of how that um let's see let me pick the the Diablo 3 situation um here you go Wyatt Wyatt Cheng is is being quoted um we always like to have a plan said Wyatt Cheng a veteran blizzard designer who worked on Diablo 3 but we're flexible on that plan if we have to be. So we have a target and we try to hit our dates when we can, but we're also willing to change in light of new evidence or new discoveries. New evidence, new discoveries. There is inherently something about the process of weaving all the parts together that make a game that leads to um, change, a change in you. Like what did you know now that you didn't know then? And then should that mean a different choice than you thought you needed to make, right? Should you be affected by what you learn? Or should you just keep going? And um, here you go. So I know I've been going a while. I'll, I'll, so here's what I learned is, um, you know, I was, I was happy about things were, how things were coming together with World Word Turtle Island. I still am. But then I started to get past this, um, okay, the... You know, this home base is working, the battles, you know, once you, you know, battlefield is working, you go back and forth. And then it's like, well, now I want to spend currency you're collecting. And I went like, okay, well, okay, that's a few new components I need to build. No big deal. But then I thought, um, hey, wait a minute. I have all this hard coded stuff. I don't have a way for the game to sort of grow in a data way, right? Um, and then I, you know, it sort of hit me that like, oh, wait, I have a bunch of different problems that, that are dealing with this sort of the game needs to grow in a data way, right? So I need to be able to, like, if I 
want to add more content in the future, which I will, um, like I want to add more word weapons or, or new kinds of power up or buffs as I'm calling them inside the game engine. Um, you know, I want to be able to do that. And, uh, well, gosh, and, and what if I want characters to add, to, to say new things in different situations or what if, um, you know, I want to improve the intro text, whatever. And that means something beyond the hard-coded text fields I put into this one, you know, scene of, of components. Uh, I need to drive this by data, right? And then the achievements. Wait a minute. So what are, what's, how am I going to store and remember those? Anyway, so I ended up coming up with a system that has a core catalog, that has inventories that represent the subsets of these catalogs to do all these different things. And that took me a few weeks to, to make. And it took me a few weeks to, um, you know, in combination to sort of add this missing subsystem to the game to prototype it in, but then, and that was just the code the, that makes the behavior happen, but then there's the, the actual data. So I needed to go to do some spreadsheet, you know, writing and write a lot of things. I needed to name a lot of things. I needed to describe a lot of things and then also say, here's some attributes about the, the strengths or minuses for these things. And then, um, then I was like, well, and now I'm missing artwork for that stuff. So anyway, last few weeks have been developing those pieces, the data the, with the, with the pros and the attributes, the, the game components, and then the, um, the visual art for hundreds of things. And, uh, anyway, I thought I had some of that ahead of me, but I didn't not really appreciate the detail of it. Um, and I do like how facing that situation helped me think of a, an approach to solve a bunch of problems that I needed to, to deal with at some point. Um, but I made them more approachable because they're this, because of the similarity of them. They're all, they all need to be fed and, um, deal with data. Right. So anyway, I, it, I feel good about where it landed in the end, but it was a bummer to be like, well, there's a whole piece I didn't think of building or I really under, I oversimplified and undervalued that, like that little gap that I knew was, you know, there's, there's pieces I needed to connect, but then I went, you know, when I actually finally went to go connect them, uh, yeah, that's when I, that's when it all landed with me. So Anyway, so now what? Now what's next? Well, I mean, more, more of the same. I, I have, uh, you know, planned for another couple months to, you know, keep pushing. And I hope I land at a point somewhere in those couple months where I start doing, um, you know, some public, well, definitely more public sharing, you know, maybe little sneak peek videos, maybe a, a Twitch stream, that kind of thing. And then it would be super cool if I'd land on that, um, on some sort of public early access build. That would be neat. And I'm really hoping for it. But I'm humbled too. <laughs> and now I was really wrong. And now I'm just trying to make, make the most out of what I've learned and, uh, and keep going. So 
there you go. Hopefully that was uh, interesting for you and um, some some uh, helpful context. If you develop software or develop games and stuff and you're like, yeah, I felt that too. Or if you didn't, any of it, um, you can send me an email, send me your thoughts uh, and reactions to this. Uh, you can also, um, I'll post this also on my Buy Me a Coffee page where um, I plan on adding more interesting things to that store and stuff over time, but I've been posting the full transcript to the Polytechnicast there and also the episode. So it's kind of like a, a, um, a bonus thank you for folks that support me at over at my Buy Me a Coffee um, site. And um, that's, let's see, so that will be there. You can reach me with questions you know, via that venue, um, there, the comments mechanism and stuff like that, or, or the literal buy me a coffee mechanism. You can send a comment along with that support. And then of course, um, you know, good old fashioned email works quite well where you can reach me via the address rob at shieldsstenzinger.com. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.